Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, I always say that it's such an honor and a pleasure to be with you each week. And that's because what we bring you here are inspirational people that make such a difference in your life. I've been on Voice America now. I'm going into year number six, almost from the beginning of the Internet radio. And I really believe that what Voice America does, that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And what we do is bring you positive solutions and practical principles to help you live the kind of life you want to live and make your dreams come true. This is pre-recorded, so you won't be calling in, but we will give you all of the contact information. And before I begin, I want to thank my sponsor, Aradell's Mineral Makeup, which is made from the Earth's minerals. This amazing makeup feels weightless and just gives unsurpassed coverage, and my skin looks just beautiful, healthy, and youthful. It's just not an ordinary makeup with no fragrance or dyes or preservatives, and it's a foundation, concealer, powder, and sunscreen all-in-one, and is highly recommended by dermatologists and plasticians. You can contact Michelle Fenske, and it's at M-F-E-N-S-K-E, com J-A-N-E-I-R-E-D-A-L-E, or call her at 678-472-3866. And I don't really endorse anything I don't believe in or use, and I really think this is a wonderful product. And if you've missed all that, just write to me, Patricia, at MaskinResources.com. I have a great guest on for you today. My guest is Mary Foley. Mary is a national thought leader for women with a reputation for spunk and experience. We call her our Bodacious Speaker because that's the name of her book, Bodacious. Fresh out of college, Mary set aside her hard-earned engineering degree to search for a career that she loved. She took a job as an $8-an-hour customer service rep at a then-unknown computer startup, then-unknown, called America Online. During AOL's hypergrowth, Mary was promoted four times and survived six layoffs to become AOL's first head of corporate training. But her good rise through the ranks at AOL came to a sudden end when she hit the glass ceiling. Well, she didn't want to settle, so she made the bodacious decision to leave AOL and build her career another way. Mary went on to earn a master's degree in organizational development and became co-owner of a human resources company called Human R. She then started her own company, Bodacious Ventures, where she proudly refers to herself as woman in change. Through her books, Bodacious Woman and bodacious career speaking, engagements, her woman's club, and many more. She inspires women to live bodaciously and live like their nail color. Welcome, Mary Foley. It's great to be here. Thanks so much, Patricia. All right, tell us about bodacious, what that word means. <laughs> well, it is not a word that everybody uses all the time, but if I have anything to do with it, they'll be just coming out of women's mouths and they'll be uh, smiling the whole way. But when you look up the word bodacious, you find words like bold, authentic, outstanding, audacious. And I like to make it clear because sometimes when people think of the word bodacious, they think of the phrase bodacious tatas. And I don't know if you thought of that at all, Patricia, but from the movie Officer and a Gentleman, oftentimes that's what some women say. But you know what? Truly, when you look it up in the dictionary, you don't find that reference. And for me, though, here's the main thing, is that bodacious as a word became my own personal rallying cry during my 10 years at AOL. And I learned in that process that if I want to create the career I want, let alone the life I want, I needed to get more bold. I needed to get a bit gutsy, and I wanted to remain positive. And so I came up with my own definition of bodacious, and that is the courage to be in charge of your life. And I like to add, and loving it. But, you know, people get scared. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that women are afraid of is just that, being too forward, being too strong, being too masculine, in quotes. How do you respond to that? Well, you're right. One of the biggest fears that we have oftentimes as women is to be called the opposite of bodacious, I think, and that is the other B word. I won't go into it, but we know exactly what we're all talking about, right? Because that feels too aggressive or too, yeah. not nice, let's put it yeah. that way, you know. But here, and here's the thing, though. 
when I was growing up, and I think this is true for a lot of women, um, very intentional parents, loving home, and I was taught to be, and I was raised to be a good girl. And a good girl is, you know, there are aspects about being a good girl, quote, that are good. I mean, focused on, um, you know, how other people feel and, and, and considering that and being friendly and personable. But the problem for me with being a good girl as I became a young adult woman trying to forge her way in the world that isn't always so kind is that I wasn't truly equipped. I was so focused on what other people wanted I didn't really know what I wanted for myself. And then when I thought about it and asked for it or, and gave myself permission to, I, I felt all selfish. And so the problem with be, being a good girl is that it, you're, it's never good enough, not good enough to, to really be uh, effective in, uh, in, in today's world, particularly in today's really radically changing world where you're not really sure every day what ends up sometimes. And so but I guess one of the things I want to ask you is you yeah. were in a very good position when you left because you had been with a very strong company. Mm-hmm. You, yes, you had survived some layoffs, but you had some empowerment already going for you in terms of strength. Right. What do you say to women who, you know, haven't had that experience? They believe they have strengths, but maybe they've been disempowered in their job or they haven't been told they're good enough. What do you say to them? It's a really great question because I did come from some really positive experiences to build from, and not all positive experiences. I was at a very difficult marriage that ended in a very difficult divorce, and, you know, over half the women I know listening right now can unfortunately relate to that experience. But one time I was asked when I was giving a a talk to about 300 women in a corporation, and a woman walked up to the microphone, and she said, oh, I want to feel this way. How can I become bodacious and feel that way the fastest? without having to go through all the pain that you have experienced and you shared with us, Mary. And I said, you know, that's a good question. And my answer was this, and I think it's the same answer to, to the question you're posing. Look within. Look internally. Instead of What happens is good girls look without. They look at the external people in their lives um, because that's what we always did growing up, right? Our teachers and our parents and other adults and even older brothers and sisters, and they they weren't always affirming and critical. And we get what we get, but as adults we can choose to say, you know what, that's not necessarily true about me um, anymore. And how you reverse that, one of the ways I think that's very powerful, you know, I know there's therapy and all of that, but how about the simple asking yourself, looking within and say, how do I really feel about that? What do I really believe to be true about me? And start believing that more than the critical voices around you. So what you're saying is really look within to find out what your strengths are and what you really believe. And But you, you need support. Oh, absolutely. This doesn't happen alone. And, in fact, what I find is that, uh, be it through my book or through speaking or interacting with women, I feel like sometimes I, I'm just affirming and validating some of the feelings they've had about themselves that are good, but also that is that sense of another person um, and being with like-minded women who help to boost us up. So it's not a, an island experience at all to kind of move from feeling less empowered, feeling much more of, of the good girl, and move from there to feeling more empowered in a very positive way, in a very affirmative way, to being a bodacious woman. I think it takes a decision internally and as an individual woman, and then it takes things like, um, you know, other women around us and and other support, because it's a journey. You and I know that. We didn't pop out of the womb feeling the way we do now. We've gone through life and experiences, and it's, it's, to me, you know, it's not even so much that bad things have happened to us or hard things. It's how we have dealt with them, what we have learned. And don't you think part of that is getting over the bitterness and the grudges that sometimes we can feel? You know, we can say, oh, well, that boss, he's an SOB, or she's, mm-hmm. a, you know, she's a, an SOB. And, uh, but it's getting over that and being able to see the positive in that. Absolutely. It's, that's a big part. And that's one of the things I talk about in, in, the, in the book and it's really just put down an approach that I offer women as a simple way to go from being a, a good girl to a bodacious woman is something I call the bodacious woman mantra. And it's just it's a fun way of thinking about it. It's what I call four phrases that can change your life. Well, within that, I have some description about what I mean of these phrases. And one of those phrases is to think strategically. And I think one of the 
most powerful behaviors, a strategic behavior to be happier in life, happier with yourself, and to move into that better place is to focus on what's going right. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean we don't deal with the things that aren't mm-hmm. feeling so good in, in our lives. But, you know, you can either stay in that kind of negative space or you can say, okay, I've dealt with it or as much as I can right now, and I'm going to focus on what is going right in my life right now. Because even in the hardest of circumstances, we could probably list some things that are going right, going well. Yeah. And, and I think what you're saying there is that when you do that, it starts to lead you to the direction that's right. In other words, if you're really trying for something and it's just not happening, mm-hmm. that may not be the right direction for you. That's right, yes, and I have found that. And, you know, I, there's a, a great book that I read recently called The Dip by Seth Godin, and it basically is the whole premise. It's not even a long book that says, gee, when, when things get tough, and this is particularly for uh, building a business, but it could be also for uh, any achievement you want to do, but when things get tough, does that mean we should abandon that or an you know, initiative, or should we keep forging through? And that is a tough question, isn't it, you know, to answer. I have found that for me, it's just because things start getting a little bit tough doesn't mean I should abandon, but it does mean I should go, let me review and make sure this is what I really want. What's working in the situation? What isn't? And um, I'm always making tweaks, and I'm always learning from that kind of reflection. But there have been times, hey, I hit the glass ceiling at AOL, where I tried to move through it, around it, you know, over it, didn't work, and I felt after doing that that I was just hitting my head up against the wall. And overall, I said, you know what? I'm getting a barrier here. I've tried to work through it. The answer is no, and you know what? Maybe this is just the time for me to move on, and I did. And it didn't feel good at the time, but you know, that was an empowering choice for me, and I had no clue how much that was going to mean for me in my future life because if I hadn't left AOL at the time that I did – and that was in 1999, well, I might still be there. Um, they've had their own ups and downs, but I certainly wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today, and I, and I can't even imagine not doing what I'm doing today. All right. All right, on that note, we're going to take a break. Mary, tell us how people can learn about your seminars and your book. Well, I would invite anyone to check me out further and hopefully be inspired to be a bodacious woman yourself. My website is www gobodacious.com. Now, let me spell that because not everybody has been writing bodacious lately. It's G-O-B-O-D-A-C-I-O-U-S.com. Okay. And your that's your website. And what about seminars? I do seminars really all over the country. Most of the time I'm asked to speak to a group. And if you're interested in that and you want to find out more about me as a speaker, I have a, a website specifically set up for that, and it's called SpeakerMaryFoley.com, and my last name is F-O-L-E-Y, and um, I would very much say, hey, go check it out, and if it's something that looks good to you, give me a call, and let's, let's explore the possibilities how I can inspire the women in your life to be bodacious. Wonderful. All right, on that note, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm Mary Foley is going to talk to more of us about how we can live outrageously in charge of our life as women. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Ever wonder if you're getting all you can out of life? Then tune in to Live Your Joy and hear the very latest on living better and finding joy in a modern world. Join acclaimed author and inspirational speaker Bonnie St. John and her guests as they bring you a variety of joy-generating tools and technologies in practical, bite-sized, instantly usable tips and techniques. Take the next step toward living your joy every Wednesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America channel. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. 
Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcast each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, it's an honor and pleasure to be with you each week here on on Positive Living and on VoiceAmerica.com. Voice America has some wonderful programs and many different networks now. I've been with them six years, and I have to tell you that it's just growing, and these kinds of programs are so important to help us make a difference in our lives and in the lives of other people. And this is especially pre-recorded today, so you won't be calling in. However, I will give you all the contact information. And before I begin, I just want to reintroduce my sponsor, Jane Iredell Mineral Makeup, and that's I-R-E-D-A-L-E. And this makeup is really, it's not ordinary because it's made from the earth's minerals and there's no skin sensitizers or dyes or preservatives. It's a foundation, concealer, powder, and sunscreen all in one. And I use it and love it and people just tell me that my skin really glows. And you just don't have that cakey, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't clog the pores at all. You can contact Michelle Fensky at 678-472-3866 or mfensky, F-A-N-S-K-E, at janeiredale.com, janeiredale.com. Or contact me, Patricia at RaskinResources.com. And you can contact me anyway, Patricia at RaskinResources.com, if you have any show ideas, and my website, RaskinResources.com, can tell you about all the other things that I do. I have a wonderful guest on for you today. Her name is Mary Foley, and her book is Bodacious Woman and Bodacious Career. And Mary has has her own company, and it is called Bodacious Ventures where she proudly refers herself as a woman in charge. She has a master's degree in organizational development, and she, again, used to work with AOL and became one of the top women there and now has her own company. Welcome back, Mary. Thank you very much. I think there's a theme there with the book names and my uh, title of my company, of Bodacious. What do you think? Yeah, I do think so. <laughs> and speaking of that, and speaking of being bodacious and being bold, was it hard you leave AOL when you knew it was such a growing company. Was that a hard decision, Mary? Well, yes and no. When I started with AOL, it was 1988. There were about 120 people in the company. It actually even wasn't called AOL then. It was called Quantum Computer Services. And I interviewed to be an $8-an-hour customer service rep. I was just fresh out of college, had an engineering degree, realized I did not want to be an engineer, didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life, but knew I had bills to pay. So I literally was just looking for something to pay the bills. But the reason I really liked this company from the time I interviewed is because it just had this enthusiasm in the air that was, you know, it just was contagious. Well, from that point on, I thought, well, okay, this is great. It looks like fun. You know, I'm only making 8 bucks an hour. Maybe I can stay here three or four months, look around. I was in the Washington, D.C. area and find a bigger company with better job and better pay. Turns out I ended up staying 10 and a half years. And in that time, we went from 120 people to literally 12,000. And so I was really a part of this huge um, you know, rise of AOL in the marketplace as well as just the whole deal of being online and email that really uh, everybody knows of today. And in 1999, when I decided to leave, which took me about 18 months to decide that that was the decision I needed to make, you know, it was an interesting thing. I actually knew that the company was going to continue to grow. In fact, it was a year later after I left that they announced the merger with Time Warner. And I thought to myself, well, I could continue to grow in this company. My, I could have continued to rise up even though I hit the glass ceiling, 
in one area, I was the head of corporate training in the human resources department, I looked into other areas of the company, and I had other managers who were ready to hire me into their areas. But I had one of these, well, what is best for me right now mm-hmm. kind of reflection points. And I decided, Patricia, that I could do that those other paths within AOL. It would not have been a bad choice. But I knew in my gut it wasn't the best choice for me because there was some sense of it's not as fulfilling as it used to be. It's not as fun as it used to be. And so I, I just knew I, it was time for me to fly. Well, my question about that is that, um, you know, you, you kind of work with your gut instinct. That's right. But, but it's hard, though, and, and this is what I grapple with and I think a lot of us do, is we want to go with what our gut instinct tells us, but what we see out there looks very different. So, if, for example, if I knew you then and I walked into AOL, I would say, seeing from the outside, now, Mary, you know, how can you do this? Look at how AOL has grown. I mean, why would – and so – you, at that point, looking at the outside, might make a different decision, but you have to kind of turn off those voices, correct? Exactly. I mean, there were people when I left who were inside the company who knew more of the situation, more specifically in the company, and said, you're nuts, you know, to, to leave. Yeah. And I, hey, listen, I, I realize and I respect their point of view and that there's only so much information, data, as I call it, that they can take in. They, they're not living inside my body and they're not living inside my head and, and in my heart to, to be able to fully make that decision. So I, I wasn't critical of them um, thinking that because I think these were friends. They said it out of their, my best interest. They thought, oh, don't leave. You know, you should really stay. This could continue to be good. And, you know, again, it wouldn't have been a bad choice. But there was something inside of me that said, there's something more for you, Mary. And it's not here. This has been a good journey. It's been a good ride. You've learned a lot. And I will say this. It was a gut feeling, but I checked out other options to make sure that, okay, would I like to be in corporate communications? Would I like to do, you know, high-level project management in the technology area? I pursued those, and I kind of thought to myself as I did that, how does this feel? Let me kind of mentally try it on. And I knew I could do it, and there was some fun in it, but what I said to myself is I could do it, but I wouldn't necessarily love it. And then I thought, well, what else could I do? And I really did. The reason I had the glass ceiling where I was at was because I wanted to go in the direction of what's called organization development. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I just, I was getting blocked in that way. And so I thought to myself, well, um, you know, I, I really would like to do this. And then one day I got a phone call, and it was a voicemail. I had gone to a, a conference a third, outside the company, and I would presented about some of the work that I was doing with AOL. And I got a phone call based on that presentation inviting me to be the um, VP of organization development at a whole other company. Mm. And I thought to myself, well, you know what? That just says to me, other people think I am very qualified. <laughs> so I need to just go, just take it, jump it. When you give talks, which you do often, what do you hear most from women, Mary? What are women coming up to you and saying are their issue? Is there one common theme? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple. I, I think that one of them, though, that's really strong is the sense of I'm not good enough. Yeah. And there's an interesting um, report or, or survey that was done. It was a couple years ago by O Magazine. Of course, it's Oprah's Magazine. And through their readership, which I think is a nice cross-section of different women. And the, one of the end results was that 78% of the women who responded to that survey said they don't feel good enough, not even for themselves. And I see that in a number of you know, places where I speak. But, you know, it's not the women that you think don't feel good about themselves, and it's a matter of degree. And I think that's the other thing that's important. There are a lot of women today who are not walking around with their heads down. They're, they're, trying to, they're holding their heads up. They're doing what they believe to be the best they can, and they're doing pretty well. And I think what we have a tendency to do as women, and I have done this to myself, and, and so I'm speaking from that personal experience, we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we already have accomplished and how we are already good enough in so many areas. And so I think that that's, that's I think, why there was that 78% in that survey. And I don't think it's because we're not good enough. It's that we're not giving ourselves permission to believe it. Yeah, and, you know, we still hear so many things about the glass ceiling that, of course, it's not as high as it was, that women have more opportunity. 
there's still that feeling out there that, you know, we can, that the man will get the job first. Personally, and this is a personal feeling, I don't feel that way. I think women have more opportunity today than ever. What do you think? I, I absolutely, we definitely have more opportunity than ever, and we live in a country of the United States where we have more opportunity than any other place on the planet. That I absolutely believe. Yeah. And, wh- and one of the things I think that's important is it's a matter of what you, again, back to focusing on what's going right, you can focus on and believe, oh, look at the statistics for the glass ceiling. Look at the statistics for how many women are not in the top, top echelons of Fortune 500. Or look at um, the women who uh, are being somehow, you know, n- not given credit in their career. There's still those numbers there. But you also, those numbers are the smallest ever in history. And you can also look at the fact of some of, of the the progress that a lot of individual women are making and the, some of the things they're doing. Women are starting businesses at, at twice the rate of men. That's been true for a number of years. Um, there are some really positive statistics about the fruitfulness of those businesses. It's a huge empowerment choice to decide to do your own business and do your own thing. So I think it's what you decide to focus on. And also, your- don't you think there are opportunities for women who are older now that you don't have to be a 20-something or 30-something Yes, I, I think that as the baby boomer generation, as you know, I'm kind of, I call myself a um, Gen X senior citizen or an adolescent baby boomer. I'm 42, and so I'm kind of in that cusp. I have a lot of friends in that baby boomer generation, and, and just as the baby boomer generation here in the United States just made huge social change in, in the 60s and the 70s, you know, every, because there's so many, you know, you know that they're making change of what does it mean to retire? What does it mean to get older? And I think that the attitude is just refreshing to me. And so, absolutely, they are changing the rules, changing the game. And it's a lot because they think they can and they say, I am going to do different. There's opportunity here and I'm not. I'm not gonna not gonna be a 20 year old. I've learned too much, but I'm also don't have to be the 60 year old of my parents or my grandparents. Okay, and on that note, we're gonna take a break. My guest today is Mary Foley, and Mary is the author of Bodacious Woman and Bodacious Career, and she is the president of her own company, Bodacious Ventures. And uh, Mary was the she became the first head of corporate training for AOL, and she had a, ri- a rapid rise through the ranks of AOL, but left it and started her own career and is very successful and is really encouraging women to do the same. You can log on to her website, which is gobodacious.com, G-O-B-O-D-A-C-I-O-U-S.com. And also, Mary uh, does a lot of seminars, so if you're interested in that, you can check that out as well. You're listening to Positive Living. We have a specially pre-recorded program for you today, but again, you can certainly check out Mary's website and mine, RaskinResources.com. I'm Patricia Raskin. You're listening to Positive Living. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. At least 90% of sports success requires mental strength, and the greater the competitive level, the more critical it becomes to build that mental muscle. Tune into Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Your host, Jim Meyer, sports psychology coach, consultant, and author, offers practical, powerful, and positive mental game, tools, tips, and techniques. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental game with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Ladies, suppose I told you it was possible to have the life you have always dreamed of. You know, the life you daydream about while waiting for the light to turn green. Or sitting at your computer doing the same thing day in and day out. Would you stop everything and listen? What if I told you you could have it all right now? Do I have your attention now? Well, keep listening as Amber Dots brings the art of manifestation to the Voice America Women's Radio Network with Declare and Deliver. Every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern. A renowned speaker, writer, and personal coach, 
Steve Maraboli has risen to national prominence by delivering highly penetrating and effective programs that help people shake off mediocrity, destroy personal barriers, live up to their greatest potential, and align themselves with happiness, success, and excellence. From Fortune 500 companies, national corporations, and social organizations, to professional athletes and inner-city youth, Steve Maraboli is a recognized leader in personal enhancement. Speeches, seminars, and coaching with Steve Maraboli are designed to help break through the barriers that hinder happiness and success, rejuvenate ambition, reignite the drive to succeed, boost productivity, amplify motivation and inspirational drive, renew inner strength, and maximize effectiveness. Today is a new day. Release the power within. For more information, visit our website, abettertoday.com or stevemariboli.com. Or email us at staff at stevemariboli.com. Steve Mariboli. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. I have a great guest on today. We have a specially pre-recorded program for you, so you won't be calling in. However, we will give you all the information. My guest today is Mary Foley, and we call her our bodacious guest speaker because her book is Bodacious Woman, and her second book is Bodacious Career, and she has a company called Bodacious Ventures. Mary became the first head of corporate training at AOL, and she rapidly rose through the ranks, and when she hit the glass ceiling, she decided to make another decision and started her own company and her own career. Welcome back, Mary. Well, it's great to be here. All right. I want to ask you, one of the things that you always say, it's kind of a byline for you, is that women should live like their nail color. And when you sent me a card, you sent me like a big, bright red nail color card. So talk about that one. (laughs) Well, here's what happened. I'm writing my book, Bodacious Woman, Outrageously in Charge of Your Life and Loving It, and I'm putting that together. And I I go to get my nails done one day. And any woman who's gotten her nails done knows that, you know, it's, it's, it's really kind of a nice way to take a break and, and you usually feel good afterwards because you look down and your, and your hands look so good. But the hardest thing for me in getting my nails done is waiting for the nail color to dry. And, and yet I don't want to brush too fast because then I mess it all up and, you know, here I've just not only just spent the money, I've spent the time doing it. So one day, I'm waiting for my nail color to dry. I look over at the bottle of nail polish that I had chosen, and I went, yeah, I really like that color. What's the name of it? I pick it up, flip it over, and it says, Wild Berry. And I thought to myself, ugh, I so want to live like my nail color. And it was this, it just flashed through my mind, and it was this feeling of, I just want to feel full up on passion and fully alive. I want to feel that way all the time. And it became a phrase that stuck in my mind. And so I decided when I was finishing the book that the first chapter I would call Live Like Your Nail Color. Because I do think it's a fun way of saying that's how we all want to feel. And then, you know, kind of well, what gets in the way. And, and since then, I've had so many women send me and tell me, hey, here's the nail Here's the nail color that I use and, and how it inspires me. So it's become a wonderful, fun touch point. The only thing I think of when I think of that now, when I think of like that red color, mm-hmm. I think of, talk about the word B, I think instead of bodacious, I think of bordello. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all depends if you... you uh, you're not telling us to do that, are you, Mary? I, well, it all depends what comes to your mind when you think of bordello, okay? Well, because... <laughs> And that's what's so fun about this is that, okay, for example, uh, there's some great names. Let me just read off some other names of some nail colors that women have sent me. One's called Sunset Peach, A Man in Every Portugal, Melon of Troy, Regal Royal Ruby, one even called I Don't Do Dishes, another one called Italian Love Affair, Uh, another one called It's So Hard to Be Humble. I mean, these names go from a, a much simpler one, another one called Fire Engine Red, to, you know, something like, what What in the heck does I don't do dishes look like? Well, I don't know. It's probably a, a, a pink or it's, a, or it's a, you know, a neutral color or red. It almost doesn't matter the actual hue. What matters is, is this woman loves the name. She looks down at her nails when she has it on, and she's like, yeah, you're right. I don't do dishes, right? And what is she saying to herself? She's saying to herself, 
fun and hopefully it takes a break from perhaps her stressful day, she's saying to herself, I want to do more than do dishes at the end of the day. I want my life to, to mean more. So we get to kind of basically put whatever meaning we want to on the nail color name. And, and I always say pick one that's inspiring. And if you love the color but you don't like the name or it's boring, make up a name. Make up yeah, a new name. Yeah, you to own sort of your outrageous feelings. Yeah, exactly. And they're okay. And they're okay. Now, there's something in your book I really like. I want to go over here. It's kind of neat. It says, my theory, I get no anyway by not asking. Yeah. So you have this not ask, not ask, just don't ask, and then then you have like ten not askings, and what that adds up is to no. And then you have ten askings, meaning you ask. Correct. And then the answer is maybe yes. Yeah. So what you're saying is ask. Exactly. You know, back again to why we, you know, why there's this hesitation sometimes, and, and particularly being a good girl. Well, if we ask for what we want, well, we might get no, right? If we ask for that raise, or we ask to be on a project, or we simply ask someone to do something for us, and it might be a minor task, but it's important to us because perhaps we're stretched too thin at the moment. But simply opening our mouths and asking for what we want well, oftentimes we don't do it because beyond, we could say, oh, I don't want to be selfish. The reality is, the biggest part is, we might get no. And oh my gosh, what if that happens? Oh, and, and I yeah. say, well, and I used to get all uptight about that too. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. I'm getting no anyway by not asking. That helped shift in my mind to, not, to take the, the sting out of no. Because I was already getting no. So what if I ask, I might get a yes. Yes. Or am I get a partial yeah. yes? Yeah. And so, I want to read something from your book. Sure. This is by bodacious woman Leslie Faggart. Faggart. The value of taking a chance. She writes, My bodaciousness was fostered as early as 13 years old. I asked the local hospital to make an exception to the rule of requiring candy stripers to be 14 years old, and they did. A few years later, I was a camp counselor and going to college far away from home. Later still, I graduated early from college, worked full-time while going to graduate school full-time, traveled across country for eight weeks, and started a successful tutoring service. Each experience taught me the value of taking a chance and the satisfaction of accomplishing those things that I value most. Mm. See? Now, that's a... And if you met Leslie today, you'd think, oh, she's a lot of fun, she's easygoing, and you know, she's an everyday woman. And in many ways, she is. In other words, she's, you know, she's not out being a big movie star. She's not in the limelight. But she's in charge of her life, and she's loving it. And she had to take some risks to, to try those things uh, and to do the tutoring business. To, and it all started yeah. with, you know, asking for what she wanted to, at, the, at the hospital. If yeah. she got a no and she couldn't be a candy striper, she'd have to wait another year, right? But she was going to have to, if she didn't ask, she was going to wait another year. I think it's just, it's wonderful that she did that at such an early age and she learned the value of asking for what you wanted. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's so interesting when you say that. I remember, and I, I told my friend this years ago, uh, I had a friend who is a very wise counselor teacher. I'm going back about 20 years. And I remember this, and I told him this this year, and I said to him, I said, when you said this to me, I said, you totally really turned me around. We were out somewhere years ago, and I think I was ordering a drink, and I was sitting there, should I, this one, should I get that one, should I get this one, should I? And he looked at me and he said, when you change that, when you stop second-guessing yourself, he said, your whole life will change. Mm. And it's so true, because I have a tendency, I can sit in a restaurant, choice A, choice B, and drive everybody crazy. <laughs> and it's when I, I just have to stop. Yeah. And go inside. But, I mean, what he was saying is, you know, that constant indecision, what if I make a mistake? Well, gee, but I could go A or should I go B? At some point, you just have to go inside and ask. And that's hard for some of us. It, it is. And I would say do what this guy recommended or what you thought of when you're sitting at a restaurant, for example, and making a decision. Start small. The next time you go out to dinner, give yourself two minutes to look over the menu, make a decision, and stick by it. And stick by it. And you know the worst thing that can happen? You choose something you absolutely hate. You say, I can't eat this at all. And, and, and then you, you get another entree. Okay, so, and you eat it, basically. I mean, literally, you eat it in your wallet. Big deal. Big deal in the big scheme of things for the practice of taking a risk, making a decision, mm-hmm. and then seeing how it turns out. 
Because in that situation, you also learn, you know what? I can make another decision that's even better. Now I know I won't order that because I don't like that, but I can order this. Let me try this now. Well, let's take that on a bigger scale. Okay. Um, well, you know what? We're going to have to go to break. But, but here's going to be the question for the next one, is what do you do when you're faced with two decisions? Mm. And it's really like 50-50, Mary, and you're really having trouble decide. Okay. You want to give us a quick answer, and then we'll do more after the break? Well, quick answer is, if it's 50-50, you only can pick one. So you're going to have to pick one that somehow puts the meter over and go for it and then constantly ask your, be watching for the result and know for sure what is the result you want. And if, you're, if it's not headed in that direction, once you start out, be, give yourself permission to change your mind. As long as it's not too late. You know, is it ever too late? Some, some decisions have more consequence and more involved in it, but if you, have, you know what you're trying to get out of that choice, and you keep your radar up as you're going down that path, you can, sometimes, you can often you know, reverse or at least try to redirect that decision earlier than later. Okay. All right. My guest today is Mary Foley. You can log on to her website, gobodacious.com, G-O-B-O-D-A-C-I-O-U-S. And Mary is a national thought leader for women with her reputation for her spunk and her experience. And she worked for AOL. She started as an $8 an hour customer service rep. She ran, came through the ranks, became the first head of corporate training for AOL, left when she hit the glass ceiling, and had the bodaciousness and courage to go on. She created her own business, Bodacious Ventures, where she proudly refers to herself as woman in charge. Her two books, Bodacious Woman and Bodacious Career, are great, fun to read. Log on to her website, gobodacious.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and Free Your Mind. Open your heart and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free, with host, entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, corporate executive, philanthropist, wife, and mother, Luann Mitchell-Halter, is an exciting and provocative look at the real world with real exciting guests and real stories of triumph and professionalism with a dash of spice, sharing recipes for a better world on all the playing fields of life. Join Luann Mitchell-Halter as she and her guests uncover and expose us to our abilities to create our very own big league MVP, My Victory Plan, Potential for Greatness. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with Luann Mitchell-Halter broadcasts each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free. It's time to get off the bleachers, play the game of life, and be the MVP. Want to feel healthier, happier, and more positive about life? To experience more love, romance, and joy? Looking for ideas for delicious date nights and romantic dining destinations? Enchanted meals for you and loved ones? Or recipes for successful love relationships? Healthy Mediterranean and California cuisine? Positive living with eco-friendly tips? Tune into Romancing the Table with modern-day goddess Cynthia Dodona on the Voice America Women's Radio Network, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We are back listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. We have a specially pre-recorded program for you today, so you won't be calling in. I want to, again, recognize my sponsor, Jane Iredell's Mineral Makeup Made from the Earth's Minerals. This is a foundation, concealer, powder, and sunscreen all-in-one and is not an ordinary makeup. 
There's no fragrance or dyes or preservatives. Recommended highly by dermatologists and plastic surgeons. I use it and love it, and your skin just glows. And you can contact Michelle Fenske, F-E-N-S-K-E, and her phone number is 678-472-3866, or write to her, mfenske, F-E-N-S-K-E, at janeiredale.com, J-A-N-E-I-R-E-D-A-L-E.com, or contact me, Patricia, at raskinresources.com. I have a great guest for you today, and she is a bodacious woman, which is the name of her company. My guest is Mary Foley, who is a national thought leader for women. And she started at AOL, worked from the ground up, from $8 an hour customer service representative up to the first head of corporate training. And then when AOL hit the glass ceiling, she hit the glass ceiling. When their ranks beat, they, she rose through the ranks as high as she could. And she said, but I'm not going to settle, and she created her own company. She got her master's in organizational development. Her own company is Bodacious Ventures. And her book is Bodacious Woman, and her second book is Bodacious Career. And she always says, be bodacious and live like your nail color. Welcome back, Mary. It's great to okay, be here. Okay, Mary, what if somebody doesn't wear nail color and they just want to play nails like me? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Half the women I know say, but wait, I don't do, I don't, you know, put on nail polish. And uh, here's my answer to that. If you have what I call naked nails, that simply means that you are being your true authentic self and you don't mind showing that to the world. Interesting. That's interesting. And I would, and I, and I used to never do my nails, Patricia. I have to admit that. I grew up a tomboy, you know. I mean, my gosh, you were talking about the makeup that is um, sponsoring your show. I thought I didn't even put on makeup until maybe I was 20 years old or something mm. like that. I, I have been a late bloomer in many of those typical girly female things. But recently, over the last couple of years, I have started to do my nails and it really is a treat. I really do now like it. And I still have naked nails um, many times. But I think the thing is, for me, it's been a matter of doing something nice for myself and attention. And it makes me slow down and it makes me give attention and, and before saying, oh, it's, it's really not important. It's not so much that whether my nails look fabulous or not. It's a matter of self-care and that's important. Yeah, very, very much so. All right, let me ask you this. What do you, how do you help women get through those tough situations and even love the minutes they're in when they're going through the tough situation or have the courage to act bodaciously? Mm. Well, one of the phrases in my bodacious woman mantra I mentioned before, one of them is think strategically. Well, actually, one of the, the other one is, um, there are four phrases, and one of them is th- uh, look within. We talked a little bit about that at the beginning of the hour. Another one is also um, then think strategically, act bodaciously. It's about taking risks, and I know we talked a little bit about that. Of you, well, you're going to get no anyway by not asking. But the third, or the fourth phrase is love every minute of it. And I've kind of used that phrase already a couple of times. And here is why I think it's so important: is because no matter how much we try to avoid tough times or some pain in our lives, the fact is is that it, no, life has its ups and downs, um, whether it's for health reasons, whether it's relationship reasons, whether it's economic reasons. I mean, there's just all kinds of things. And I, instead of trying to avoid it, I simply try to be as smart as I can about it. But no matter what, you're going to have ups and downs. And so I think the thing is, is I used to think, oh, something's wrong with me that I'm going through a challenging time, that my marriage isn't working out, for example. And so I try to make it work, and I, um, you know, whether it be through therapy and my own just self-effort and such, and okay, and it helped some. I grew some. I learned some more about myself. Still, the marriage didn't work out, but I realized, and that there's nothing wrong with me. And if the more I can embrace this thing of thriving on shift and change versus just surviving, getting through it and going, oh my gosh, you know, something's wrong with me, the, the more I can actually think better in the moment, know how I'm going to or figure out how I'm going to respond. And, um, and, and I, one of that, that phrase, live like your nail color, I have adopted also and emphasized more is because we live in such a stressful environment, and a lot of women I know have multiple roles. They're pulled in all kinds of directions. It's easy to feel that 
you know, you're, you're just it's stressed and all these things are coming at me and how am I going to do it? It's easy to feel down. And we just need a lot of positive, some fun, and some plug um, into our lives to, as part of a strategy to thrive on shift and change. So I d- decided that I was going to love every minute of it, the ups and the downs of my life. I was going to embrace that that's all a part of life. Even if you get scared. Even if you get scared. You know, I say, you know, you could be an anxious woman. You can be, um, you know, feeling a, a, a depressed woman at the moment. You could be feeling like a fabulous woman. But it's all, all of those are real human emotions that every bodacious woman feels. It's a matter of are you stuck in the negative place or not. And if you are, what can you do to help start to move out of that? And, and you know, to your point, other uh, female friends in particular can help you do that. But it does start with an individual choice to say, how can I move out of this? I want to move out of this. Maybe who can help? Something like, you know, that's why I've written my book. I can't be talking with every woman. I've only got so many hours in the day. Through my book, there can be hopefully some All right. hope there. Closing thoughts. If people get one thing out of this interview today on being bodacious and living outrageously in charge of your life and loving it, what's your message, ma'am? Wow, that's a big question because there are so many aspects that I think of that go through my mind, but here's the one that pops to the very top, and that is simply make a decision that you are in charge of your life. You are ultimately responsible for how you feel, how you think, how you act, and when you really embrace that as a woman and you say, you know what, it's, it's my life and I'm going to make the most of it, I think you really break through and, you, and I'd say just and go for it. That's the essence of being a bodacious woman. Thanks so much, Mary, for coming on the program. Thank you. Wonderful. It's been fun. And if people want to know about your seminars and your books, they can go to your website, gobodacious.com, G-O-B-O-D-A-C-I-O-U-S.com. That's right. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being on. Stay on the line. Folks, uh, next week we have a very interesting guest, and this will be live. Her name is Jacqueline Lapis-Sussman. She's a former speaker and counselor and teacher, and I have had her on the program before. Her book is Freedom from Failure, and it's based on image psychology and how to discover the secret images that can bring success in love, parenthood, career, and physical well-being. And she talks about eidetic images and how you create these beautiful images in your mind so you see them in your mind. It's fascinating work, and I know you really enjoy hearing from her. Remember, you know, as I always say each week and each time, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can log on to my website, raskinresources.com, look at my books and the other things on my site, and always write to me at patricia at raskinresources.com. Until next Monday, I wish you all love and light and success and happiness. I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great day.